You're listening to a Q&A mini-sode for the Mastering Media Podcast, where DIY creators learn new insights, tactics, and strategies to build their audience, revenue, and brand. This podcast is brought to you by Home Talk, the world's largest DIY community, where we help creators reach new audiences. And now, here's our Q&A session. Okay, that was so much fun. Do you want to stick Thank around? You. Can you answer some questions? Can you stick around? Sure. Yeah. Any other questions? Okay. If y'all have questions, I noticed during the um, is he not brilliant, y'all? Is he not absolutely like, <laughs> brilliant? I, I was like, okay, there's here's four more ways to make money, but we our time has come to an end. So y'all drop questions in the chat. We want to hear. We want all the questions. Matt's here. I'm here. Anything that we can answer. So um, let's see here. Oh. Um, Shelly says, I'd be totally honored. Um, Lee says, I would love to, I would love to learn. I like to work from home since I work a full-time job and part-time business due to my health. Is there, oh, Shelly also says, is there a sweet spot for sending them to your blog for ad revenue three times a week? And she's in the crafting niche. Uh, that's a tough one to answer for broadly. I would take whatever you're sending now, which I'm guessing is just a guess, maybe weekly. And Mm -hmm. probably three times a week is probably fine. I'd probably go to two and then I'd go to three. Um, That's probably what I would do. I'd probably have a build out my calendar and kind of slow add, you know, for the next month to do two. And then the week month after that, get to three, just see what happens. You can always dial it back. Um, You're not going to, not going to hurt anything there. Well, and I also think too, and if y'all have any questions about Thistle's things or anything like that, or making money, any questions, we are totally up for them. Um, Also, I think it's very important. And I started doing this early on, and maybe I trained my email audience from early on. To me, when you write a blog post and you put all this time and effort into the blog post and you kind of put it out into the world, to, to me, one of the best things, it's like having a child, like one of the best things that you can do to help that along. It's like when you send a child, when you have a child, what do you do? You send out announcements, you tell your friends, you tell your family, you tell everyone, oh my gosh, look at this cute baby. Well, that's how I feel like about my blog post. To me, if I just create content and it lives on my blog and I'm expecting people to come over to my blog and wait, it's like sitting there at the door every day. What does Karianne have? No one does that. However, if I send out that email, that's how I look at it. It's like an alert. Like, hey, I have a new blog post. You can choose or choose not to click over, but I'm just letting you know that I have new content. And to me, the biggest thing, which we talked about in the podcast, that email headline is that that's all the difference for me. I can, it took me a while to figure it out what good headlines are. And I have kind of probably about seven or eight that work and I just rotate them through. And, um, and it's just, that's the click through. That's what people do. And I, I'm always, and then sometimes I'm surprised at what people click on. Like one new thing that I discovered, which is not really in my niche, but it is, if y'all want to make some money, I am telling you, write a blog post on books you've read. Yeah. Okay. I don't care if you've only read 25 books in your whole life, <laughs> take those 25 books. If, if you read Humpty Dumpty, put it on there. You know, I mean, whatever books you have read, because People, I feel like, especially in today's day and age, people are hungry for books. There's so many things. Life is going so fast and people just love to read. And those are some of my very, very top blog posts is what I've been reading lately. I try to send one every month. As you're thinking about your your editorial calendar, think a little bit more like 
this is just generally for everybody. Think a little bit more like a magazine does. All right. So your content is awesome. And when it's new, it really feels fresh and important to us when we make it, right? Um, guess what? It's all new to your readers. Even your most loyal diehards cannot have consumed all of your content. If they have, they probably need a restraining order on them or something, okay? So it's just not natural. We assume that we put that out there once and that the world knows about it. So let's talk about food for a second. I use that analogy, but it applies in ev everywhere you go. You know when the best time is to send Super Bowl recipes? It's a ride around Super Bowl. And know what? when I get that email that says, here's the 10 you know, Super Bowl snacks to make, I do not ask, hey, when were these slider recipes originally created? <laughs> I mean, who cares? Whether it was five minutes or five, five minutes ago or five years ago, it's relevant to me now. So all of you are sitting on stuff, content, ideas that you have not delivered up because you're not thinking like, an, like a magazine. Um, I, I know that there's, we're talking about crafts. Well, crafts are kind of, they kind of live around a long time. You know, <laughs> how to make that sweater or how to do macrame um, for Christmas. I don't even know what macrame is. I just like saying <laughs> that word. So somebody tell me, no, don't tell me. Don't tell me what macrame is. It's just this magical thing. It's like Harry Potter crafts, probably. <laughs> anyway, Expelliarmus, your macrame around Christmas time with the, with the macrame Christmas crafts, even if you did that, you know, 10 years ago, it's still relevant to somebody who's getting into macrame <laughs> today. I am having too much fun with macrame. Well, I also think topic. too, I mean, I agree with you. I, I also think, you know, to, to extend it a little bit beyond email, I feel like there are so many things that we work to create as creators and we put them on, let's just use our Instagram stories. We put them on there one time. Yeah. Um, and Instagram lets 5% of your people see it. And then you go, gosh, I already put that out there. I can't share it again. No, my friends put all of those videos, all those reels, all those things that you are creating into a Google drive folder and you need to pull them out at least once or twice a week. If yeah. you go to my Instagram, I'll just use myself, go to my Instagram real estate. There's a plate video. Um, I've not only shared it on stories about 20 times and sold a zillion plates, but I've also shared the exact same thing on a reel, maybe in May. And I just republished it and look how well it's doing. And it's doing that well because it's good content and people kind of forgot that they saw it in May, or if they see it, they go, oh gosh, I meant to order those plates and I forgot about it. So right. you can never, I don't think you can ever push your content out enough. So, um, okay. So Anna says, what do you recommend for assistance in setting up email campaigns, automate emails and newsletters? I understand the why it's the how I have difficulty with. Okay. I'm going to say this because Matt is, um, I, I'm going to just sing his praises for a little bit. I'm Anna. <laughs> I was sitting right where you are. Like, I'm not kidding you. Like I would go to conferences and people would say, I set up a trip campaign and I'd be like, ah. or they'd say, um, I set up uh, a whole entire um, trip wires and all this stuff. And I'd be like, ah. like all this stuff. It just like, I thought who can do that. And then I took Matt's course. And the thing is, this is what I would do. This is how, this is how shameful I'm not kidding you. Here's his video. I would click pause and I'd go to my other screen. Okay. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Gosh. Did I do it right? And I go back and then I click watch another two seconds and do this like that because it takes me, y'all, I'm a slow learner sometimes, but if I can do it, anybody can do it. And Matt is really, you can pay someone to do it for sure. Or 
you could just have those videos from Matt and do it yourself. And I want to plug this and I'm, email on autopilot is the name of the course, email on autopilot.com. But the reason I made it is because these fundamental principles, I think you're experiencing this. So you kind of get the intuitively what to do. It's the, the how. And so it's, it, it's half of it is what to do. And the other half of it is exactly how to do it step by step. Now, um, I have a, an affinity for the, my platform of choice is ConvertKit. So if you are on ConvertKit, then it's really, really great for that because it'll walk you through step-by-step -step in ConvertKit too. Otherwise, you you know, because there's there's dozens of email platforms out there, um, you can still learn exactly what to do in your platform. It just won't give you the step-by-step -step in that platform. So I did that intentionally because what I found is the tech gets in the way for people. And let's just get rid of that. Just like in ConvertKit or MailChimp or MailerLite or whatever, they all got good help files, but... I'm telling you exactly what to do and exactly how to set it up step by step. So it takes all the guesswork out. And that's my, that's, it reminds, uh, that's me, of, it reminds me of like, so you keep talking about food. Like I'm y'all know if y'all are watching this and you've read any of my content, you know, I'm like a terrible cook <laughs> and I was making a pie crust the other day and I had to have this, how pitiful I had to have the recipe on one device. Then I had a video of the girl actually making the pie crust on the other device. And then I had, um, then I had something, I mean, I had three things and I was like, okay, you can do it. Cardiac. You can believe in yourself. Okay. And guess what? I made amazing pie. It tastes delicious. People were raving about it. People were like, this is the best pie crust I've ever tasted, you know? <laughs> and it's because I had a recipe to follow and a video to go along with it. That's just like what Matt does. I mean, it's so easy and email can be very complicated, but once you do it and you get it the first time, like when I'm talking all big, look at me dropping, flexing, as my kids say, flexing conversation. I have nine different email funnels on my blog. You know why? It's because I did one and I figured, gosh, this is way easier than I thought. And yeah. then I did the second one, then I did the third one, then a fourth one. And then I just sit back. Those things just roll and I do nothing. I sit here and chat with Matt. So wasn't it like that with social media or Pinterest or blogging to begin with? I mean, it's just it's just one of those things where once you once you do it a couple of times, you'll get it. Well, and also, I feel like ConvertKit, I, I, and this is like a little principle. It doesn't just apply to ConvertKit. I feel like it applies to any. If you're paying for a service, whether it's Canva, MailChimp, I was talking to Shopify last night for Wesley, my twin that has a, I mean, a twin daughter that has a shop. And when I was talking to Shopify, um, you're paying for that service. They have a chat system. They have a support system. They have help go over there. The other day I had something with ConvertKit and I couldn't figure out, I was trying to figure out something. And I, the girl says to me, you can't share a form. You can only share a landing page. I was like, oh, ding, 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 ding. So they're there to help you. You're paying for the service, not just ConvertKit, but anything you're paying for, right. you should reach out to their individual tech. So, okay. So Eliza actually had a great question. She says, can you speak for a moment about strategizing the best content to serve my readers at the moment? I use Google Trends and look at what's trending on my traffic to look at topics, but would love to hear how you do it. Okay. So Eliza, great question. When I get a client and I'm doing one-on-one -on -one work with them and I want to know how do we grow the list? What I will do is, um, uh, and that's sli slightly different than what you're asking, but I'm going to tie it together. The first thing that I do is I go into their Google Analytics. I hope it works for me going forward with all the changes to Google Analytics. But anyway, I go look at where is their current traffic? What, what are they getting traffic to right now? Um, so let's say that it's a particular article or recipe or whatever, um, or a category of them. Boom. Then I'm like, okay, 
that right there is what my audience is interested in. So I'm going to use that for my lead magnet. So that's the same type of thing is what is your audience interested in right now? Google Trends is going to give you only so much. I think that this is part of being a subject matter expert. In your case, if you're about food, well, then you should know generally the type of recipes that your audience would be interested in in mid-July. If you're into woodworking, I use that example again, um, it, you know, people want to redo their decks and they want to do their, you know, something in their backyard or they actually have the, the weather's nice uh, to do something on the patio. That is the place to go. So that's, that's how I think about both content and lead magnets is what is my audience consuming right now? Think like a, a magazine editor. Um, <laughs> and create that editorial calendar. And it's hard to say, some, now, some people have multiple topics. Some people have cricket. Some people have a, you know, a home decor. And some people have a cloud of clean and, organize, clean and organized. Sure, there's overlap there, but you're gonna have to make a couple of decisions about segmentation, growing the list, getting people on there, and then deciding what to send there. I don't wanna complicate matters, but if you'll do that, you, it opens up more choices. If you create a segment, for example, in my case, Disney Cruise, when new cruises come out, I can let that audience know. The people who just want Mickey Mouse coloring pages maybe don't need that. So I can segment my list accordingly. That's another thing that I know Karianne is doing, but in the course, you'll also see if you decide to go that route, it'll show you how to make those smart segments so you don't feel overwhelmed. Like, I, I can, and I would, if I didn't have the segments, I still probably would send out the new Disney Cruise itinerary to the whole list in hopes that that's of interest to everybody. But it's more effective if I can narrow it down to people, to, to what their interest is. I really I, feel like I, I just went down a rabbit hole there. Well, no, I, but I think the most important thing to remember, and, and, and this is going to oversimplify it, I know, but I just feel like if you, if you solve a problem, yeah. if you, so everything that I'm sharing, even if it's not, so like, for example, even using words like affordable or easy or simple, sometimes the word affordable is solving a problem. Like somebody wants dishes, but they can't afford them. So the word affordable then becomes a solution to a problem. I know that's oversimplifying it, but I, if I always frame all of my content in what problem am I solving for someone? And when you do that, it not just with your email, but with your content period, it's just, so like the other day I did a post and this was from a question someone asked me, but this is an example. They said, um, how, how do you not spend so money, much money or something? I can't remember the exact question, but I said, so I came up with a post, how to make your house look expensive, like how to make your house look expensive without spending a ton of money. Well, that was an answer to this person's question. So also too, real fast, um, Shelly asked, I put a sign up for Thistle's things. You guys, if you want to sign up, see what it looks like and then unsubscribe, no hurt feeling. By the way, also that is one other thing I want to tell you that is very interesting. All of these signups. So I'm approaching, I think with that list, maybe close to 2000 and I've had one unsubscriber from wow. all of the, from all the lists that were sent out. I had one unsubscriber. And well, now y'all will probably all unsubscribe. We'll have more unsubscribers. But like I was, I was bracing myself. You know, when you send out a selling email, I was bracing myself and I was like, okay, they're going to unsubscribe once they see it. No, they were like, give us four. What? Wait, what's, what's she got? What's 
she got Kari. What else she got? So that's amazing. All right, big deal. So let's just take one more question. Kim actually had a great question. She said, do you ever clean out your list? Oh, me all the time because I don't want to pay for it. Do you ever clean out your list and ditch people who haven't opened in a while? I know there's two schools of thought. No, yeah, definitely. You know, I'm, I'm doing it quarterly or every six months usually. Um, and the gist of that is, and there's lots of different ways you can go about it, but I like to send a win back campaign that basically says, hey, I noticed you haven't been uh, you know, engage, you say it super nice, but um, if you want to stay on the list, click here. And so what that does with, depending on your platform, that basically when they click it, it either signals that they're still engaged, that they're still confogamir, or it sets a tag that says, don't delete these people. But then, yeah, I will, I will prune back. Um, it depends on what I'm, you know, trying to achieve. If I am a, uh, creating a cookbook and I've got a book publisher breathing down my neck, um, I want as big a list as possible because they want that. Okay, that's a different different thing. Um, I think that some people might say, if I'm selling sponsorships, I want to have a higher list count. I think that's a tough thing to balance. You, The end goal is to have a, a profitable relationship with your brand partner going forward. So you want people who will actually engage with the brand. If they pay a bunch of money and then don't get the results, you're not, you're not building a long-term thing. They're not going to re-up. So Anyway, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I'm a, a, I mean, I get the the theory behind you want as big a list as possible, but also I'm cheap, so I don't want to pay. Right, there's that too. <laughs> <laughs> and I pay a lot of money every month for an email sub yep. subscriber, and I'm like, I don't want to get to that next level. Like, yeah. I'm always like, oh, I'm getting close, I'm getting close. Okay, I'm gonna clean it out because I don't want to pay for the next level. So what I'm gonna do on that is for me, the way I'm changing my thinking on that is when I get ads in there programmatically, that's going to take that concern away from me because the money that I'm going to be making off of the sponsorships in each email is going to more than cover my my daily costs. So if they are still engaged and I have a chance of keeping them, then that's fair. I will. Um, but as of right now, that's not real. So, you know, the, but the bill that comes every month, it is real. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right. Good deal. Well, y'all, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much, Matt. Be sure and check out his um, email course. I think Amanda put it in here again. It is um, Matt. Tell me the link one more time. Email like, on autopilot.com. You, uh, I can't believe you didn't have that. Tattooed I somewhere. I don't. I don't have a, a tattoo of it, right? No, yeah, that's right. That's I, I. You know, if you want to go get a tattoo, I'll pay for it. You know, if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's uh, this is you know uh, one of my one of my favorite topics to discuss. Um, and uh, and you're one of my favorite people to talk about. Oh, it. let's yeah, go. Let's go. Me. All right, you guys, go take on the week. Sell, sell, sell for Amazon Prime. Sell, sell, sell. Do not overlook in case you missed it. Amazon Prime is. Tuesday and Wednesday, excuse me, is today Monday? Yeah, it's Tuesday and Wednesday, <laughs> the 11th and 12th. So go forth and sell as much as you can. So thank y'all. Have a great day. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Home Talk, the world's largest DIY community, where we help creators reach new audiences. For more information on our programs for content creators, please visit our website at www.creators.hometalk.com. We'll be back soon with a new episode of Mastering Media. Have a great day and happy home talking.